In sports, no two stories are the same. The Other Pros Podcast takes an in-depth look at the sports industry and the individuals who work in it. Hosts John Ganther and Mike Gambardella interview some of the industry's top coaches, administrators, and athletes. With a combined 30 years of experience working in athletics, Ganther and Gambo offer their perspectives on how sports operate behind the scenes. From coaches to trainers to athletic directors, no titles and no sports are off the table. Without further ado, here's your host, John Ganther. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of the Other Pros Podcast. I am your host, John Ganther. In this episode, Mike and I talk with Dominique Soucy, former professional basketball player turned sport entrepreneur. He is the creator of Pure Instinct, a sport that combines many of the sports we are familiar with today, including volleyball, soccer, football, and basketball. We talked to Dominique about his new sport, the story behind it, and how his background as a former pro athlete helped him get this idea to creation. It is an interview you do not want to miss, as this is a sport that has big, has big plans to be as popular as the UFC and CrossFit. Without further ado, here's the interview with Dominique. Let's take a minute to check in with our sponsor for this episode, Vermont Organic Science. Are you interested in trying CBD but don't know where to start? Check out our friends at Vermont Organic Science for the best CBD products available. USDA certified organic hemp was specifically grown in Vermont for CBD VOS before being processed and made into small batch products. They just released the strongest certified organic CBD topical available that works great for aches and pain. The new CBD gummies are great on the go and delicious. Try CBD products you can trust and afford at www.vermontorganicscience.com shop. Use code podcast to check out for 20% off. Again, www.vermontorganicscience.com shop for 20% off with code podcast. This, go- this code is good through the end of the month. Please give this family owned and operated business a try if you're interested in CBD products. Now back to our interview with Dominique Soucy. You know, Dominique, thanks for joining the, uh, the Other Pros Podcast. Welcome, and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. I know uh, for me in your bio, you have a little bit of a background in playing uh, basketball. Um, so just tell us a little bit about your, ath- your athletic background. Yeah, so um, thank, thanks, thanks you guys for having me. It's pretty, pretty cool. Uh, I'm from Quebec City, Canada. Uh, I'm a Francophone, so je parle français. That's my first language. And uh so the Quebec City is about like two hours from Montreal for people who don't know. Um, really Francophone city, uh, based on mostly hockey and uh, a bit of football. Not not that much, but basketball. That was before I came into the uh, into the scene over here. And I basically like do, did all my uh, college year over here. Pass on Yale, just like I tell I told you. <laughs> pass on Yale to play from one of the uh, top three college uh, from Canada over here. It was called uh, Laval University. So I played here for five years. Was an all Canadian, all Canadian uh, first team over here. And after that, I played pro or, uh, pro for three years as a um, in the ABA, which is a uh, kind of the minor league, let's say, of a uh, of a uh, basketball. So we used to travel to New York, Philly. And big time, there was a big time team in actually in Vermont, where like the, the they were beasts. 
And so I played three years over that. And I was actually part-time doing like physical therapy too, because that was a, that's what I studied in the college. So I was a physical therapist. And at some point I was also like a full-time coach in a high school uh, doing classes by, by day. And that's kind of a, my background as a, as a, as a sport guy. And after three years of professional, like going to like long bus trip and stuff like that, I had like, I had kids. So I was like, I have, now I have four kids. So I was like, nah, I'm done. I'm done with this. And then I, uh, I went like full-time coaching and then I went into my project like a couple of years after that. Well, awesome. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Um, you know, obviously you talked about your basketball background. Um, this game, the pure instinct uh, game or sport, whatever you want to call it, um, has a lot of basketball and it also has rugby, volleyball, soccer, um, some American football aspects to it. Tell us a little bit about how you developed, created this and kind of what's the story behind the name as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's two things though. <laughs> so the first thing about it is uh, I'm in my background as a professional player and just as a regular player, I was always like obsessed with decision making in sport. I thought it was something that we never, uh, we never uh, like teach to players. We always say like, hey, like uh, Mike, you gotta take better decision on a basketball field or like John, you gotta take better decision on a soccer or football pitch and stuff like that. But we never like really say, okay, coach, but how can we actually learn to do better decision? And that was something I was really obsessed with uh, as a player. I was trying to get my turnover ratio really, really low and trying to get like uh, just a, 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 the best I was possible can I, that could possibly be as a basketball player. And one sport actually that I was doing on the side when I was like in university was actually playing squash. So I played a lot of squash like, and I became like obsessed with squash because in the off season, that's all I did this and drills of basketball because I realized that when I play squash, I, it get into a mindset where I can make better decision after that on a basketball field because the squash game is much quicker than the basketball. So when I, when I went back into coaching, uh, I was like, yeah, like, let's find a way to actually bring that kind of energy that I found in squash and bring it to the basketball. So I, I went out, out there with the kids that I was teaching to like every day. And I was like trying to, every day we, we started practice with a, a 20 minute drill of something. And was just trying, my goal was trying to find out like the best way to actually emulate the squash uh, like mindset uh, with the, with like 30 athletes in front of me, boys, girls, like, and everybody like not at the same level and stuff like that. So, and at some point in my life, I was like, all right, I was reading book about tennis, actually the inner game of tennis, a real cool book. And also like uh, some, some, some like book about just like the best athletes like uh, from soccer coming from futsal and stuff like that. And I, it just marinated in me. And I was like, Hey, let's, let me try something. Let me try like having this instead of like a, a tennis ball that goes full blast to a, a player. Let's put a human being going full blast. He's going to play a tag game and you have to like throw the ball away and just like go and like try to find just like a fast breaking basketball, try, try to go to the end zone kind of a, so I tried that with the kids like the next day. And we had a blast and just like, just like that, like we invented like some of the cool rules that we had in the game. I call like 30 athletes from Quebec, the best athletes, football, basketball, soccer. They all came back like as a, Hey, like come, come to this secret location, secret gym, secret sport. And for real, I thought it was not going to go well. So I was like trying to do like going slowly. All right, let's do like a warm up of other stuff. And then I, 
last set, like 30 athletes. I was like, all right, guys, I got something to, to show you guys. And they all knew me for basketball. So I was like, all right, what is this? And I just like show them the sport itself. I show them the values around it, why I created it. And I just like, all right, let, let, go out, go out there and try to like demolish the sport. Try, try to, I, I, I call that find, find the code of the sport, like find a way to just break the code. And they, they went out there, had so much fun, like just like playing like kids actually playing tag, which is with the adult rules. And from that moment, I knew like we had something really special, like right there. And uh, we came we we came out with like 10 iteration. We, right now, it's like it's, it's an eight year project. So uh, it's like our 10 iteration of the sport every summer, mostly summer, but like winter time we play too. We had players like coming in and our first ambassador, Luckily for us, but like also was kind of tough. It was they were college players. They were like uh, like pro athletes, like semi pro athletes. So they didn't have like enough time like for for me to come and master the game. So it took a long time before we had some players that could really master the game. So the rules of the game really evolved after they kind of finished their own career. And like most of them like went to play full time pure instinct. And then that's when we put the the last rules that we have right now. Uh, we have actually nine level of difficulty in the sport. It's kind of a square, weird sport where you can actually play a lot of different ways, but all it's all the same. So I went to a, to a high school today and we play like, let's say level five because the players are pretty good, but you can play like level three with the, with middle school, but it's, it's kind of the same game, but like, it's like uh, modified because it's uh, it might look easy. Like the three on two concept. It's not like it's going real, real fast. So it's really tough on decision-making. So if you're young, you need modify rules and stuff like that. So we did that like for a couple of years, and um, and, and after that, like about a year a year ago, it was like, all right, all the rules are really like crystal clear now. Like let, let's go and find find myself like co-founders in the states, and let, let's 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 try to launch launch a project. And then COVID hit us, and then we we kind of waiting, but we got other project coming up. So that's kind of the story, that, like the quick story a bit about the game, how I invented it. And then the, the name came like pretty much the first year. Uh, I was asking people like, do you want me like to put like a ball into the game? It was just like every sport in the world. Like you want like a ball and people, not every sport because rugby doesn't have ball and hockey doesn't have ball. And you're like every like American can actually learn. Oh, it's, it's, it's a sport because when you learn the, the name hockey, you know, it's a sport now. Like it doesn't have to be like puck. You, you, yeah. you have to, to call it like this. And so, but basically like people were like, no, nah, that's not calling like uh, a ball game because it's not about like, it's, it's really not about like what you do with it. Like it's not about like what the ball does or where you throw it and stuff like that or the way you like punch it or kick it and stuff like that. It's more about like your decision-making. So it's not about the, the ball that much about your human being like carrying the ball. So let's call it instinct. That's your, everybody comes with on the field with different instinct from their own background of sports. So that's instinct. And the pure really came from the purity of the game, uh, the way we're trying to go. And it's kind of funny because we have a, com a campaign right now that just started today, a uh, pretty big campaign with pro athletes that include and some of that, and where we ask people, what's your purest sports moment? And for us, like the, the game pure, pure instant is all about getting back to the roots of sport. Like, you know, like when kids are playing outside, just playing tag and having fun and no, like you don't have like to hit people like in the, you know, like hit and like commotion and all like contusion to the head and all the stuff that the, that we see right now. I'm a strong believer that like, if like 
I always say that like cigarette, like you, you know, the cigarettes like smoking. Like I don't know, yeah, smoke. I don't smoke, but like I don't think you could actually invent like cigarette right now. Like they, they, they wouldn't allow you to sell it right now because now we know. Like it's like, now we know. You, you know. So and most of the sport were invented a hundred years ago, but now we know. Like we know like that that high intensity, high velocity contact is not good for you. It's just not good. And there's other ways actually to have fun. So that's why, like, why I'm building this. Like I'm trying, trying to find, like we're in 2021 right now. Like I'm not going to build a sport where there's high velocity contact, like that, that kids can play and stuff like that. So I want to build something that's more pure. That's like, just about like just having, going out there at the park and just play. And I, uh, we felt by, back in the days, I still like strongly feel that there's a void right now, right, right now in sports, like culture where you don't, you you don't have like people like just playing at this park no more and stuff like that and and just by themselves random people and stuff like that and that's how i grew up actually playing hockey at the ring uh, at the uh, hockey ring over here playing basketball just like with random people and i feel that's something that's really the purity of the sport that's like right there and for us that's why we call it a pure instinct because you it's really back to the the sports uh, the roots of the sports Dominique, when you watch the Pure Instinct videos on YouTube and, and everywhere else, you can definitely see the, the football and American football, soccer influences, the decision-making that goes into it. You hit a great point where I, I didn't place it at first, the squash of kind of keep away from your opponent and your, your quick twitch moves and, and that second level thinking through there um, really does just kind of combine all of sport together. And you mentioned kind of bringing in ambassadors now and you see uh, through a lot of the promotional materials you have former uh, soccer players and football players. Um, where did that kind of endorsement start? Who did that start with and, and kind of who are you building onto now? Uh, it just started naturally like me, like trying to reach out with, with to people because you have a sport right now that it's not like uh, I actually know like the CEO of, of Spikeball, so I'm gonna be real like uh, real real thing with, with you. Like it's not like pure instant in Spikeball. It's it's really different. Like because like let's say a new sport like Spikeball, it doesn't look like like football. It doesn't look like like basketball. It doesn't look like soccer. So it's tough for 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 someone like to just reach out like to them and say hey like, this is like the perfect sport for you. But I don't have that like like for me like it's really natural for me like. From the get-go, like the first summer that we did like stuff over here, there was actually the best basketball player playing pure instinct against the best football player against the best soccer player. They were all there all summer. So for us, it's just like natural to have like all those guys like in the, the, they're the one who were like the first ambassador of the sport over here. So as soon as I went like and said, hey, I want I want to find some people in the States. I, I reach out to some people, uh, some people, and like ex NFL player, and one ex NFL player like answered me and said, "Hey, that's interesting." He thought it was rugby at first. Said, no, it's not rugby. Like, just look at it and stuff like that. There's no contact. You have to punch the ball forward, kick the ball forward, like decision making. So, and he was all right, cool. So, do you want? And I, I told him like, "Do you want to come and, and try it?" And I, I pay like the, the guy like a, a ticket to come to Quebec City, like for my pretty much my own money. And he invited a friend from California. I said, "Hey, like, uh, like uh, Thomas, like Thomas William, former NFL player, to play at USC. It's like he came. They all came, and that was our first like interaction with uh, with an American. And they came over here. They on a Tuesday night. I told them if you get them on a Tuesday night, you're gonna get crushed. We said, hey, we're gonna we wanna we're gonna try it. 
So I just, all right, cool. And we had like our, our, our big Tuesday night and all, all the guys like show up over here. I think, yeah, it was pretty much all guys that time, but sometimes we got guys and girls on Tuesday. But Andy, they, they just had a ball. It's just like, because like the sports, the sports great and, and they had a ball, but they, they got crushed. They, they, just got, they just got demolished. And then from that moment, they introduced me to other people in New York, uh, other like ex NFL player, ex like pro baller players, and we went to a trip to New York. Took my 12 best, not 12 best, but like 12 great athlete. Went into a New York, uh, New York City. Went to a trip over there, and we invited people from Houston, like that play soccer that I knew, like uh, because I'm I'm big on networking and so that. So we like we all like went to one place in in New York, in Connecticut actually. And they tried the sport, and then after that, I did, I did the same thing in in LA. I heard that the Steve Nash had a had soccer stuff in a, in LA uh, every Monday. I was like, all right, cool. And so, so I'm gonna be there on next Monday. So I, I flew to to LA, organized the stuff, organized the game with people over there, uh, organized some with like, and then we I met with with Steve Nash after a soccer game just to talk to business a bit with him. Uh, so that was my good, a good experience with a former Canadian uh, Olympian over here. And uh, like a, a few months after that, I flew back to to LA uh, to meet some UCLA uh, athletes uh, over there. So just just for me, like to it was kind of a test for me to to see if like the sport without people knowing me, like if people like love the sport itself. Because over here, like I'm I'm known like people in Quebec. So even though it's been, it's been like 10, 10 or 15 years, I'm finished. Like I, 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 I'm really well known over here for like what I did in the basketball scene. So when I go to UCLA, people don't know me. And that's, that's kind of, that's kind of a cool feeling when you get like 12, 12, like, like 20 people, girls and boys just having the ball of their life. And they don't know the, the, the guy in front of them. All they know is the rule that they, that they set up in front of them. So it was just natural for me like to reach out to, the best athlete possible everywhere. And I firmly believe that like in the future, you're going to see like kind of the, the UFC uh, of, uh, of sport, of team sport, the pure instant has the same feel where you can actually take, let's say you're 20 year old, you finish your career and name the sport. Like uh, just like uh, in judo, like in UFC, like you finish after that, you go to UFC, you're going to see the same thing in, in the pure instant when you're going to finish your career as a basketball player. And then, you're going to be like for 10 years going to be a, a, a pure instinct player because it's just fun, no contact, and you, you're going to be having a blast. Dominique's talking about UFC fighters, Steve Nash. Ganther, I think you and I are going to have to work the next 10 years on our cardio just to be able to come close to playing this sport at a high level. You know, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you're just you're dropping UFC, soccer, basketball, all of these things, all these sports that will never, ever be in shape again forever again. Um, but you kind of, well, you're just old now, yeah. Ganther, you have a kid, you, you're not doing yeah. anything. Yeah. No, once you hit 30, you're over the hill, right? Over the hill and down. Um, <laughs> um, Dominic, you kind of just touched on it. Um, kind of the future for pure instinct. Um, you know, you're talking about, you know, potentially maybe a league of some sort, uh, you know, either professionally or not. Um, what's kind of the bigger picture? Is it, for right now, are you kind of looking at like rec leagues for this, um, kind of like around Canada and then into the U.S., or are you kind of interested in, you know, promoting it to PE classes? Because you're talking to a former PE teacher here. Um, yeah. I taught PE for two years, right. and I would love this game, 
you know, if I had known about it a couple of years ago when I was still teaching, I definitely would have brought it to some of my classes. So kind of what's the bigger picture here for. Uh, um, there's a, there's a really, really big picture. Like <laughs> I, I won't lie like that, like P P classes is something that I, I really do. Like it's something that I enjoy doing like too, because I think uh, it's something cool to bring a new, new life to those classes. So we have about like a hundred school right now like in Quebec that do pure insane just as, P classes, just like regular sports. So it's not like something new for me. It's just, it's not something that I'm pushing like, like right now, like, like to like the, the limit right now. I think for me, that's like the, in two and three years, what, when the name of Pure Insane, when people know about it, now I'm going to push a bit more for the school to, for them also to buy material, buy classes, have like tutorial and stuff like that. For now, like I'm, more more looking to build what we call communities in a in a, in the states in Canada so the best way I actually to describe it it's mostly like close to what the crossfit model is where you have like crossfit box so our goal is not to create the next nba or next nfl not at all actually like i don't like they are, they're good like they they they're doing their stuff but it's not the it's just not the fact the the, the way i see sports going like in the next years for me. Like, I, I just don't like the fact that you have like only 30 cities and that's it. And then after that, everyone's just watching. Like, I want people to play the sport that I created. Like, that's that's for sure. So my goal is to have like the CrossFit model where you're gonna have 500 communities uh, regulated, by, regulated by a local like uh, entrepreneur, could be some, some that are, already exist that have like social sports and social clubs and partner with them and have uh, inside a community only play teams and players inside your community. And then when you're the highest rated player, highest rated teams from your area, then you're going to go and play against other region, a little bit like the UFC model where you actually, I'm going to be kind of a Dana White and say, hey, I'm going to take the best athletes like from the, from Boston uh, best rated team from Boston and they're going to go and play one one game against the best rated team from Miami and that's going to be our championship and this is going to be like the best ever and uh, like uh, I'm going to be the Dana White that's just saying like hey this is going to be the, the best event the, the best event ever of the month <laughs> yeah something like that I got to practice my, my Dana White speech there's something about that uh, anyway uh, that's that's the the mindset behind it so there, there's something that, that I just like touch upon is that they we have actually a rating system in Pure Instinct. So I actually developed an app uh, myself, actually. I'm going to show you. I know you, you got an audio podcast, but I'm going to show you anyway. Uh, I actually learned to code. I'm a pretty resourceful. Yep, there it is. <laughs> I was just like, that's, that doesn't, all right. Doesn't find good. So I had an app. Uh, I have a discovered like to, just to, how to code last, uh, last summer. And we have an app right now that's live and you can see right now, that's a rating. That's my team rating over here, okay? And if I win against someone who's higher rated than me, that's worth more point than if I win against someone who's lower rated than me. That's come from the, the chess world. I'm a big chess player, I love chess. And I think that's a, a cool way actually to do stuff. So inside your community, inside your box of appearance and you're gonna play and you're gonna actually try to get your rating to go up and at some point in the year, we're going to say, okay, we're going to have a championship now. 
So that's kind of a, a, the way we're doing. So it's not, uh, I wouldn't say a league. I wouldn't say, and we're definitely not go into the NBA, NFL, 30 cities and stuff like that. That's not, we want to have like 500 communities and inside those communities, like five, like, like 50 teams. So that's a lot of people playing. Right. Well, just download the app. I'm in now. So I'll sign yeah. up. Yeah. This is going to be different for us, though, because we're used to charting golf scores and we wanted to go low. Now we're going to have to up the number. We'll go to the opposite side. We'll figure that out. <laughs> and Dominique, you've already got the Dana Wolf, Dana White haircut down. So I think you're good on that side of things. As I, got, I got the build, too. I got, got the, the build. I know. Yeah. Mike's, Mike's going to be your guy for your press conferences, though. That's the guy you got to hire. <laughs> But Dominique, I, I love the passion that you have about it and, and, and talking through um, so much of it. And does it feel now like you have a fifth kid? Like this is this is your baby now that you're kind of just bringing out to the world? Uh, it's been a while though. It's, it's, a, it's a project I've been like, I've been, I've been really intense about this project for a while. Now I think I'm, I'm more calm because I kind of have more of a direction about where I am, like the, the rules and everything, like it's finished for me, like for now, like, so uh, I don't have to switch it for a bit. So I don't have to stress about like how, how people are going to react and stuff like that. Like, I know like, I just went to a school today. I kind of know exactly what's going to happen. Like every minute when I present the sport for adult, for teenagers, for youngsters. So for me right now, I have so much, so much experience that like, that's kind of over for me. So that's not a stress that much. So uh, now I'm more like about like just like the business side. I'm just like trying to try to market it and try to people to understand the the overall vision of this is pure instinct, but we actually like going to a lifestyle business, a culture business, and then a sports business. We all that together. And for people to understand what we're doing right now, that's, that's my, that's my job actually to understand, okay, we're, we're more than a sport. Actually, we do, we're doing stuff like for, the communities and uh, we're trying to build a new way to do sports so I, I wouldn't say it's my baby I just say it's my life project like I, I'm like it is my mission like my life mission like it, it's pretty rare that someone can actually find that kind of a of, of thing that's when I invented that sport when I invented this like people that know me like really well say hey this is you like I never seen like a project this is just you. That's me. Like everything that's about pure instinct just is just me as a, as a human being. So uh, I wouldn't say baby. It's just like next. I would say more. It's, it's an extension of my of my head. Like it's just like an extension of who I am as an individual. That's that's pure instinct actually. It's, uh, because my my babies and my my kids, man, I can mess with that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to put you on the spot there. Uh, we we like, know there's a ranking. We know. We know. Not yet there. There's a big ranking. There's, a, there's definitely a ranking. Mike won't put you on the spot, but I will. Um, I got a hypothetical for you. Let's just say you're back in LA. You get on an elevator. You're at your hotel. You're leaving the hotel, whatever. Mark Cuban hops on the elevator. What's your elevator pitch to Mark Cuban about pure instinct? I said to Mark, hey, Mark, do you want to, I know you're playing basketball like every, like every Tuesday in Dallas. You mind doing like a new sport next Tuesday? I have something that's going to be amazing, going to be mind-boggling. It's a mixed up of basketball, soccer, football, rugby, no contact, no injury, and you guys are going to have so much fun. You're in? So, all right. And then we got to hop out. Yeah, you got to hop out. But then as you're doing that, you got to whip out your phone and show them the app too, because that's 
that's a big <laughs> step right there. You're like, hey, I got an app, download it. And you, it takes less than 30 seconds to do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. But uh, yeah, right. I, I, I'm going to talk to Mark Cuban, when, like, I, I think this year. That's uh, I, I think it, we, we're going to be in a, in a, in a path at some, at some point, like either we have some panels that we do for business sports. We have a, we have a nice like campaign that's going on right now. Got pe- I got people I know in Dallas. So at some point I'm going to be like in the same room or same zoom as uh, as Mark Cuban in, uh, in 2021. You can, you can bet on that. All right. Well, we're looking forward to it. <laughs> And Dominique, I'm going to change it up a little bit for you because I love uh, Quebec City, one of my favorite uh, vacations that I actually got to take with my wife and had uh, a fantastic time there. Uh, we did New Year's a couple of years ago, um, you know, and, and outside the Fontenac and doing the, the toboggan slides. I have to ask, what's your favorite spot downtown Quebec City? That I believe it's like the 269-year-old pub. It's like L'Ancole Antoine or something. Yeah, I used to work just at, at that pub. <laughs> there it is we're just uh, uh, like up on top of it actually so yeah my favorite spot i went to school over there i went to my high school in a way where i invented pure insane is the, the high school where i was uh i went and used to be the first university i think in north america or something like that like pretty big university uh the university laval where, where i went to school were like located in that place and it's just beautiful like every time i go like uh, downtown with my with my kids we always go there this kind of a really nice feeling just uh, uh, about that building so not just because i went there like uh it's just like it's just, it's just it's like a harvard or, or a yale it's just like a nice place like uh, in in the center of the city uh so i like that place and there's just the a nice uh a nice coffee place or a nice, nice place where to get a, a sub just just around that i know that, that I always went when i was working out there so that's kind of my one of my favorite plays just uh, down down there. It's called Le Petit Seminaire de Quebec. The, like the 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 first the, the, the school over there is it's just a beautiful school. They have like a, the nice you, you go like a nice quad where where you can actually play. We used to play like baseball over there when I was young. Try like hit home run into the the glasses and shatter glasses and stuff like that. And priests like they, there was priests out there. They were like yelling at us and stuff like that. So that was beautiful <laughs> time. So yeah, that I, I think just uh that's that's the one place and after that all like you have like the chateau pontenac the, the big castle and stuff like that that's like beautiful like but for me like for me personally like the the school the, the school place is just it's just like so so beautiful so that that's where i always go i love that and i kind of think that fits in with the theme of kind of our podcast is even when we're in you know the most beautiful places in the world people say well what's your favorite place and we say the gymnasium down the street they, they, well, <laughs> yeah that lines up <laughs> yeah exactly so i live in you live in washington dc oh what's your favorite place uh nats park i don't know yeah there's all these museums and monuments everywhere it's like oh yeah i love that place <laughs> can't take the sports out of us um but on the topic of canada this is kind of an off the wall question but now that we have you um who's your favorite uh, canadian athlete of all time it could be hockey basketball baseball doesn't really matter uh Growing up, it was it was Wayne Gretzky for sure. So I yeah. think he's a, a great one. A so great one, yeah. After that, yeah, after that we got I gotta go with Steve Nash. Just uh, unbelievable what he what he did like for the sports in Canada, and just like having like a two two time MVP, his size, 
uh, East kind of game. So I, I would go like Steve Nash. Um, and because like I was trying to do to go emulate what he did, like I was trying to get to the national team. So just just after he left. So for me, like he was just like a model just in front of me. Like I was just like, oh wow, this is this is it. And for I, I was a point guard back in the day, so I was like, wow, like he, he went to Santa Clara, like he like small university and, and I actually went to the NBA, stuff like that. So yeah, I was Steve like for a basketball standpoint for me, I was Steve Nash, but like over here is like a hockey, hockey place. So you have to go a, a bit with uh with Gretzky. So and I don't know what Sa- Sa- I think Joe Sack is, is Canadian too. So and he played he played for the Nordics or the Nordics. So I was like a big Joe Sackick fan when I was a, a hockey player when I was younger. Yeah, no, Canadian basketball is on the up and up. I mean, obviously Steve Nash, but I think uh, R.J. Barrett. He's from outside Toronto, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, R.J. Yeah. Barrett, uh, Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins yeah. Wiggins, yeah, Wiggins. The, the, he, he, he doesn't have the same like star star power that we thought he, he was gonna have, but still like he's there. But there's the guy from the, who's in Denver right now. Um, uh, Porter. Huh? Michael Porter. No, uh, no, no, no. The the, the guard Murray. Oh, Jamal, Jamal Murray. Murray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's a real deal. So yeah, he's good. Yeah, there's a lot of Canadian right now in the league. The Canadian, like uh, Toronto is like been huge for for Canadian right now. Right. Can't wait for the Olympics. Let's get it going. USA versus Canada. I actually don't know if we're we we we're not qualified yet. Like yeah, we had trouble like sometimes because like Wiggins, like he doesn't go like on the Olympics no more and stuff like that. He got some trouble. I think I think was mad and stuff like that at some point. Uh because they bench him for for like the last player or something like that back in the day. So now uh, like, he's not going I, I don't think he's on the team no more. And Jamal is on the team, but like, I, don't, I don't think we qualify. We, we need like to win one or two more games. I think so. I'm not sure, but I think we, we, we're not like qualified right away. Well, I'm pushing, I'm pushing for Canada to make the Olympics. I'm throwing <laughs> it out there. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we if we make it like, we're going to have a, a great club, like for sure, because there's so much athletes right now. It's incredible. Like there, there's a, the guy, like there's a guy in OKC that's like a crushing the league right now. Like Shea uh, Alexander. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Awesome! Like he's a, he's gonna be the he's gonna be a monster for for years. Yeah, just, just what I want to hear for American basketball. If our neighbors to the north, we've given them hockey for hundreds of years, and now they're just gonna take over basketball. Yeah, but we we actually it was invented by a Canadian, so like we we just we just taking our like our kind of a birthright. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's just like Naysmith was he, he was like a from McGill University, just just in, that's in right. Oh, so. That's a that's our game. So and you're American, you destroy it with like a, like putting like three point shots and stuff like that in it. Like man, like I hate three point shots. Hey, don't just blame wait, us. It's just, the analytics people. Yeah, don't blame us. Oh, just yeah. wait till they add them a four point shot. No, actually, actually, I want to go like with a. I did that with pure instinct. Was was like a mad, a mad thing I did like because we had like one point, two point, three point system at first, and then one summer I said, hey. No more of that system. Only have like one point system, and like people went just mad. But now, like they they kind of understand the, the rule behind it. But I think basketball should go back now that all the Steph Curry and Litter and all those guys are so good with shooting. They should go back to two points only, and the game will be more enjoyable. I hate like right now like I, I, I like I love basketball, but when I watch basketball, it's like. It's like a three-point contest. Like everybody and and their mother are, are shooting three points right now. It's like crazy. So I would like 
no more three points line. Like just like just try to score. I was years ago when I was teaching PE, all the little kids, they're jacking up three pointers. Steph Curry ruined my basketball PE classes because they all just want to be like him. They all want to shoot 30 footers because he's doing it 20 times a game. And, you know, he's they're all looking up to him. So, Steph, if you ever listen to this, you, you ruined my PE classes for two yeah, years. I, I think he knows. <laughs> Um, and obviously, you know, we talk through sport and, and how much is going on and you see the return of professional sports and the pandemics played such a role in affecting everything that's going on and, and being able to do that safely. Dominique, have you kind of felt that a little bit in the past year as well as kind of transitioning to make sure uh, you're safely executing things? Uh, on my end? Yeah, uh, not yes, but like uh, I'm, Canadian, I'm Canadian. So like for me, like it's just like, we do I'm doing thing by the by the book, <laughs> so we had the right to play this summer. So we so we took the right. It was a great summer last summer, and as soon as we went into September, they just called like everybody out like out there and said, "Hey, you got to stop everything." So we we didn't like go on, on the field. The only thing I do actually right now is going to classes, mask on, and I do like the clinics that I that I get because classes are allowed to have like a people from the outside and just like teachers kind of that. But yeah, I'm just like, right now I'm just like taking care of uh, other stuff in my business actually, uh, trying to put my, the culture of, uh, of like just in front of it, uh, of everything, everything and just like building a team too. Like it's pretty, it's pretty intense just for me to just to find new people and mod like get people to focus and say, hey, you want to bring like this sports to life and like uh, this is the vision and, and have a lot of meetings with people, a lot of meeting with investors actually right now. So I, uh, I, I'm pretty busy right now. It's pretty, pretty much crazy for me. So it, it doesn't matter for me like because I, I know at some point, let's say in June, July, we're going to be ready to roll. And as soon as we're ready to roll, like I'm going to be ready to play forever. So, and uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's my mindset right now. Like I, I prefer that we're going to be safe. I just, I just don't want to go and stop again. So for me, I would, I would have preferred actually a stricter rule even in Quebec and in Canada, like from the get-go, so we can like kill this thing, and then instead instead of just going up and down, up and down, like uh, like I don't believe in those stuff. So uh, I think there's country, I think Australia, New New Zealand that, that went like all out, but now they can actually do some real stuff, and I believe in that kind of a setup. But like, I'm not a politician. I was a politician like a couple of years ago, but I'm not no more. <laughs> all right. Well. We're looking forward to seeing what you got in store with Pure Instinct, you know, this coming year. Um, certainly, if you make any trips in 2021 down to the U.S., you know, Mike's in, Mike's in Connecticut. I'm in outside D.C. If you got any classes going on, we'll do our best to show up. If you need dummies to, you know, run around and score on, we can do that for you. Yeah, yeah. Make are. a great goalpost. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Connecticut's like pretty, pretty close by. Like we, for sure, we're going to uh, – there are already some people over there that know the game, and we are trying to actually build a community over there. And D.C., we have we actually have some people working with us that are on D.C. right now, so we're close by. So that's going to be a, a place that we – both places. And I, and I heard D.C. was great because sometimes if you build something in D.C., there's a lot – every four years, a lot of movement. So people are really, like – a lot of people going outside after that, like mm -hmm. – so if you if you – have a kind of a cool movement in, in DC, then you're going to have ambassador like four years after that, when they, when they switch administration and stuff like that, like four years after that, everywhere in the States. So that's a, that's a cool concept. But yeah, like um, 
for sure, for sure, I'm gonna reach out to you guys. And you can actually like, if you want, like the best way to follow is like all, all my social, uh, like it's, it's always at pure instance. So it, without the e, though, like no pure, not like, like in English. I'm keeping the, the the French word. So like pure instinct in one word, but without the e, so pure instinct. So if you follow me like Instagram, I'm not that big on Instagram. I'm more of a Twitter guy. But uh, and now we have a TikTok. So we have a big, yeah, we got a big campaign. Actually, just like I'm, I'm pumped. We got a big campaign on TikTok right now. I hope it's, I think it's gonna go really well. So we got like pro pro athletes coming up and stuff like that. It's gonna be, I think it's gonna be pretty amazing. Like a, we got a designer, someone who designed the Quiet Leonard shoes. Uh, some uh, not long ago actually. Uh, at New Balance, she's gonna design like stuff with us and stuff like that. It's gonna be amazing. I think so. Stay tuned. Right. Yeah, no, I'm a, I've been anti-TikTok my whole life, but if Pure Instinct's on there, but yeah, do that, do that for your news. I'll follow. I'll, I'll get your, on TikTok for Pure Instinct. Your whole life. Your whole life. <laughs> yeah, the, my whole life. The last, I don't know, however long it's been around. You know, I've yeah. avoided it like the plague for 30 years. Yes. Actually, I've been on the app for like two days, and I can tell you it's much better than Facebook and uh, the other one, Instagram. Oh, It's much, it's, it's funnier. It's creative. People are, there's people out there that doing real cool stuff. And on TikTok is just perfect for that. But you have to be like careful about like, you, you can actually try to trim your, your timeline. It, it, it works really well. If you don't like a video, like you just like press, like long press on it. And then it goes out. And then after one day, like the, 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 your, your timeline or your, what you see, It's like, it's like really fun. Like, uh, it's, a uh, like, uh, I can see why kids actually, I always like jump on those stuff because I want to see why the people that I, I just saw in the high school, why are they all, all like on TikTok? And you can see when you get on the app, like, well, this is like serious stuff. Like it's, uh, it's, uh, it could be addictive. Like, uh, like my, my, my oldest, she's not going to go on TikTok right now because like it's addictive. It's like, uh, because if you're creative and she's an artist, Uh, she's gonna be like all over that place so, so yeah it's a uh, it's a uh, yeah and it, it's it's pretty uh it's pretty amazing actually as an app like uh i don't i don't say that often about an app except twitter uh because i love twitter but um, yeah it's pretty cool actually it's uh it's cooler than expected it's a ringing endorsement ganther get on tiktok right now uh, your lifetime ban is over <laughs> why, why don't you want to go on, on tiktok Uh, you were just saying like you know the timeline where all these you know dumb videos but i didn't really know that you can trim it if you just like you know get yeah. rid of, get rid of the ones you don't like you're there's a there's a there's a button actually i don't want to get i'm not an expert but like it, there's like a share button but if you click on the share button actually there's so much option and then there's one is that i don't like this you put it on, but the thing is that it's much better than instagram when you say i don't want to see this when you press that they kind of understand like everything that that's happening they got uh, intelligent artificial or something like that and it's really working like 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 uh, like three, three minutes after that no more like stupid videos like it was uh, i was like wow it's pretty it was really impressive all right i'll give it a try i'll give it i'll give it i'll give it the old college try I have no guarantees but i'll give it a try that's good You know, and we always end up falling into whether it was, you know, Twitter when it first started and Instagram, we kind of see, you know, sport finding its way to all of these, you know, ESPN has its TikTok channel and everything. And 
uh, for Gantha and I, it, it always comes back to the love of sport and finding our ways to kind of make that our livelihood, which Dominique, you have done and done so by creating something from scratch and making it your own. The way I like to end these is kind of ask, you know, the best piece of advice that you can give to those younger people, whether that be in high school or finishing a degree, getting ready to get into the real world. Um, you know, that best piece of advice for those people who especially want to like create something for their own and be different and not be, you know, scared to try it. Uh, I don't know. Like, call me, call me. Like, I'll tell you, like, uh, we got to discuss it like personal to person. But for me, like, uh, it's just like, about like passion. Like uh, I'm just someone like, who has like a lot of passion about, about this, this stuff that I believe in. And uh, I, I never was like scared as a basketball player when I was younger to just like train as much as I wanted. I didn't care about the partying and stuff like that. I just wanted to get better as a basketball player. And that's all I cared about. So when, so now when I'm back into a new role as a businessman, like in a sports startup, but still as the businessman, I'm like, it's the same mindset that was, I, I was like 20 years ago when I was trying to get to that next level of basketball. I just feel the exact same stuff when I wake up in the morning Now it's the kid time. But after that, it's just like, it's like, all right, get better, get better, get better. And like, we were talking about TikTok. Actually, like I'm learning TikTok right now. I, I had a, yesterday I went on Twitter. I, I, I called one of my buddies and said, hey, can you, can you teach me? And like, it took like 30 minutes, right? Into it, and he's like, all right, you got to do this, this, and this. Like, oh, wow, this is incredible. So it's the same thing as like, hey, can you teach me how to do that crossover or that stuff? It's the same exact thing for me. So that's how I translate it. So for me, that's that's passion thing. And I'll, other than that, it's also like networking. Like I'm big on that. Like, if, like networking is such a word, a bizarre word, but because like, oh yeah, I'm networking. Like I, I, I do hate do like the, the big, like, five, like I don't go to networking event or stuff like that, but I do like love to talk to people just like what we do today. Like just one, one or two or three people. And then after that, you never know. That's what I realized now. You never know what's going to happen in three months where you're going to say, hey, I'm going to launch a campaign. Hey, hey, you remember like the people, like the designer I talked to you like three months ago. Hey, you want to go? And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's a good, great timing for me. So if you communicate with a lot of people, you never know what's going to happen and stuff like that. So that's my networking advice, actually. Try to do the more one-on-one -on -one stuff. But obviously it's easier to do networking when you have like a nice project and then you're actually building it and stuff like that. And Maybe the third advice is to build it, like just build it, just do something, like just stop talking, do something. So like you guys, you, you were talking about, about that, Mike, like, oh, let's do a podcast. Like, yeah, no, let's do a podcast. Like, let, let's do it. Like, uh, and you're going to see there's a lot of stuff like coming, like to try to find guests and stuff like that. And you're going to enjoy some of the stuff. It's the same thing in business for what I do. Like, I just like did it. Like, just like, and you don't hold back because Sometimes you kind of hold back because you think, oh, somebody's gonna cheat, uh, like, like, like take take over my sports, and it, it doesn't happen. Like nobody takes over. Like nobody, nobody's enough passionate like to do that. What I do, so there's too much stuff. So they don't have the vision that I have. So like, don't worry about that. Like just like go, like just do it. It's the, it's much easier to to talk to people when you have a, like a tangible project in front of in people and say, hey, Mark Cuban, go see my website right now. And I'm, I swear to God, if, if Mark Cuban goes on my website right now, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna email me like in, in the next hour. <laughs> I, you oh, heard I, it, Mark. I Get on Mark there. Is one of your, I hope Mark Cuban is one of your listeners. Yeah. 
Could be. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to tag him in it. You know, he's been on. He's been very active on Twitter lately. So you know, I'll just. I'm gonna tag, it. I'm gonna tag him. Yeah, we'll tag him and just see if he, you know, give him the, the elevator pitch. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, we uh, we appreciate you coming on. Um, this is really exciting. I'm really excited to see where this this sport goes. Um, to the moon. To the moon. That's right. That's that's the <laughs> that's the phrase nowadays. <laughs> All right. Thanks, you guys. That was nice. All right. Thanks, Dominique. All right. See you. Thank you very much. Right. I'm going to appreciate it. That was our interview with Dominique Susi. Please give him a follow on all social media platforms at Pure Instinct. It's one word, P-U-R Instinct. The website for Dominique and his company and his sport is also pureinstinct.com. Thanks to him for joining the podcast. Thank you to Vermont Organic Science for sponsoring it. We'll see you all next time. Thanks.